In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. About this time every year, we go into the teaching on the Eucharist, John 6. So for like four or five Sundays, we'll look at it. I think we're interrupted by the assumption this year, and that's okay. We'll give our due to Mary and her role. But one of you, a friend of mine in the congregation, asked me recently, what is communion? I thought, okay, there's the homily for Sunday. What is communion? It's all about communion. Can you just say that? It's all about communion. That's why we exist. That's why this church is here. That's what Jesus wants. That's why, that's our reason for living. It's all about communion. Communion, calm with union, with union. Together with union. Notice it's just not together. It's together with union, that we know each other, heart to heart, soul to soul. That's what it's about. Jesus is personal, he's intimate, and he wants us to share in that intimacy. So that's what communion's about, that's why we're all here. So let's just look at the Mass, when we come to Mass. It's all about communion. That's what our faith, if you had to sum it up in one word, the whole purpose, communion communion with Christ and communion with each other. So we come in, when we come into Mass, we make the sign of the cross. Actually, we remember our baptismal as we take the holy dip when we come into church and remember Father, Son, Holy Spirit, from which we came, from which we're in, from which we will be fulfilled in, in heaven. That's the constant calling of heaven, is communion. So we remember that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit were forever in, together in union and that they were sharing life perfectly, perfect love. That's what we're created for. And so we remember that at the beginning, and then we say, the Lord be with you. This perfect communion be with you. And you say, and with your spirit. And then the light shines in on my darkness. The light shines in on your darkness. And what's our cry? We cry out with Peter, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. I've broken it. I can't tell you, I mean, I mean, I even feel in my life now as the Lord continues to reveal to me my own non-communion with Him and others, that things aren't right. They're not the way they're totally supposed to be, so I'm here at church seeking communion and crying out for the Lord's mercy. And then we go, we read the scriptures, and we always read from the Old Testament and then move to the New Testament and to Jesus, the fulfillment of the Old Testament and the Gospel. In the Old Testament, we know that things were really broken and people needed to experience union, but they couldn't. They couldn't experience the forgiveness of Christ bringing us into the union that he has for us. They were working for that. They were sacrificing animals, but guess what? It wasn't working. It always failed. Why did it always fail? because they had an infinite problem that they were trying to meet with a finite measure. Does that sound familiar to you in your life? When you've hit your head against the wall, when you've fallen down on the pavement once again, you're trying to answer an infinite problem with a, a finite answer, whatever that might be. It's called idolatry. And so we experience this tension in the Old Testament, grasping and reaching and working and striving for, but it's not working. Never will. And then God, in his love for us, in the design, the wisdom, and the insight of his plan, 
sent his son Jesus to us to give us an infinite answer for an infinite problem of sin and separation from God. And Jesus could lay down his life for us, as we read in John 15, so that we might come into communion. And that's beautiful and it's wonderful. It's the word of God. So the word of God brings this communion, and then the Eucharist will bring us into that fullness of communion. And that's the one bread of life, the word of God and the Eucharist. So we long for this communion. And what does Jesus say? And what's he going to say in John 6? Eat my flesh. Drink my blood. I cannot give you more. I cannot be more personal. I am emptying myself out in you, and I'm pouring heaven into your soul when you receive communion. If we only knew, we would be calling in reverence, in joy, in humility to receive him. And then we receive that communion, and then we pray with St. Augustine. It's actually in the prayers of our church, in our lectionary, our sacramentary. May I become what I have received. May I become what I have received. And then at the end of Mass, in the Latin, we say to you, we dismiss you, and we say, go, you are sent. You are sent for communion, because it's all about communion to bring people into communion. That's what we're all about. We eat, we drink the body and blood of Jesus, and we pray to become what we receive. When I was a seminarian at St. John the Apostle in Oregon City, and I wanted to preach because that's what a priest does, so let's practice, you know. The guinea pigs, right? <laughs> Help me out. And so I remember uh, preaching one communion service, and I came up with this. We are commingling creatures created for communion. So we're commingling, we're mixing it up, we're blending into this oneness that Christ has. We're creatures, we were made, so we've got a creator to answer to and to follow. And what were we created for? Communion, to be one. It's all about communion. So I have to share with you this morning, there's a lot of people that are in the, sitting in the, the congregation in the pews that the last two nights have been a party at St. Charles Borromeo. We've had a men's night and a women's night. Men's night, Friday night, we had 100 men in my backyard. And what was my purpose as pastor? Communion. Together with union. Not just together. That's called cohabitation, and that, that will never slake the thirst of our soul. So we had communion Friday night, just getting men together to have them be friends so that we would be in union with each other at a level that's deeper than the Padres or the weather or my financials or my next trip. And then we had the women last night, same thing. It's amazing. Do you know what it's done? This church is much better this morning, much more connected. It's palpable, palpable. That's the right word, right? It was amazing. And we have that in our 
second reading today, the hope of our call that in Ephesians, what Ephesians is basically about, Ephesians 1, 9 through 10, is the mystery of God's will set forth in the plan of Christ, that he would unite all things in him on heaven and on earth. That's what the book of Ephesians is about, is about that unity, that communion that God is calling us to. And that is the plan and the desire and the intention and the mind and the body and the blood of Christ. Amen? To be in communion, not to cohabitate, but to be one body, one spirit, one baptism, one faith, one Lord, one God and Father of all who is Lord over all, in all, and through all, for all, forever. Communion. It's all about communion, brothers and sisters. We have to take this more seriously than any other thing in our lives. Is this communion to get involved in this communion that Christ is calling us, everyone here. And it's just a word that I got praying in the last week or so that I want to offer you. It's kind of simple and maybe like, Father John, that's not anything profound. That doesn't make sense. But here it is. If you're not united, you're divided. If you're not united with Christ and your brothers and sisters here, you're divided. Division comes from the Latin word diablo, the devil. It means to divide. Wherever there's division in this community or in my heart, then that's not of God. That's not his intention. That's not his will. Diablo, division, divorce, destruction. And I'm not taking that lightly, and I know we experience that, and we've got that in our lives and our congregation, and it's messy, but that was never and will never be God's intention. If you are not united, like together with, in union with, with union, then we're divided. And God wants us to be together with union. Heart to heart, soul to soul. That kind of union. Unbreakable, eternal union of the precious body and blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what we say amen to when we receive communion today. You do it. You live it. There could be nothing more on your priority list than communion with Christ and communion in this community, eating and drinking the body and blood and bringing other people into this communion. That's what it's all about, together in union. This church is much stronger today than it was two days ago because of the brothers and sisters and friendship that they have and the sharing that we received. So, how can we work for this? Uh, maybe encourage you each time you uh, come here to meet somebody new and ask them this question. How did Jesus love you today? How did Jesus love you today? I've been loved <laughs> countless times in the last two hours. How did Jesus love you today? And share that communion, that union that he wants for us because it's so needed. Why is it needed? Yesterday morning at 9.30, there was a big fire truck and about five cops out in front of my house in the cul-de-sac. 
So I went out there and said, what's up? I said, oh, there was this man, and he was high as a kite and naked, and he came onto your grounds looking for food. Where does your heart go with that? Where's his communion? How hurting is this man? And what am I going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? Communion must be our priority above all priorities. My heart is sad. Heard a statistic this last week. Do you know how many children now are born in the United States without a father? 53%. They're born without a father. Fatherlessness. What chance of communion do they have? They do, but wow, from the get-go. And we're not supposed to be fatherless. We're supposed to be fatherful full of the life of God our Father that he has for us. So if you don't think there's an incredible need for communion, you're fooling yourself. And if you don't think that you're the answer to Christ's need for that, we're fooling ourselves. It's all about communion. Communion.